Episode 49 Lies About Catholic History, Part 2 The Dark Ages The term Dark Ages refers to a supposed period in history, say between the 6th century and the 16th century, where there was mass illiteracy, lack of learning, no progress in the sciences, or anything like that, and is usually opposed to a period beginning with the Enlightenment. It's no coincidence that those two periods are named that way, Dark Ages and Enlightenment. The Enlightenment supposedly was the beginning of the modern era where we cast off the shackles of oppression and darkness and ignorance that characterized most of Western civilization and continues now in our modern era where we are very enlightened uh, as opposed to those in the past. So we'll look at these claims, but first of all, uh, just if you haven't yet, go back and listen to my episodes, Religion and Science, Parts 1 and 2, just to get specifics about um, particular scientific and cultural achievements of the church uh, throughout history. But uh, we won't go into those as much since we've already covered them there. We won't go into those specifics, so I refer you to that and to many other works, such as uh, How the Catholic Church Built Western Civilization, which I mentioned in those episodes, uh, the Savior of Science by Father Stanley Yaki, and we'll actually talk about that uh, briefly in this episode, and the small handbook Lumen, which I mentioned in those Religion and Science episodes. Look at those works for more information on particular achievements of the Church. To begin, let's ask ourselves a few questions. If we think about our period in history, compared to that period of history that is referred to as the Dark Ages by many, early Middle Ages, 6th century, up until the 16th century. During that period of history, let's ask ourselves questions comparing ours and that period in history. Are we wiser? Are we more enlightened? Sure, we have a lot more information at our fingertips, but do we have the ability to connect pieces of information? Do we have a more unified view of the world? Or do we just have piecemeal bits of information that are external to us on devices? Do we actually know more in our minds? Do we have more information and unified information in our minds? Are we less barbaric? We might think so. We might think in the past we have this we have this vision of you know constant wars and violence. Well, guess what? Look around you. We have wars and violence pretty much nonstop throughout the world. And we're capable of death on a much greater scale than they were back then. Also look at what we do to our children some of the things we teach them, some of the things we do to them on a large scale, not even letting them escape the womb. We do things to ourselves and to each other and to our young that even the worst people in the so-called dark ages wouldn't have dreamed of it. Are we happier on an individual level than they were back then? If you think so, I'd, I'd look at polls in recent history. How many people are actually fulfilled? How many people are actually free from depression? Usually, people that are most fulfilled are those that live in a way that people in the so-called Dark Ages would have recognized. People live in a family, people of faith, people trying to cultivate virtue. They would have considered the lifestyle of your typical modern secular person to be much more barbaric, constantly seeking pleasure, no matter what the cost, no matter what the human cost, constantly seeking money, constantly relying on medication. People in the so-called Dark Ages would look at us and say, what the heck is wrong with these people? And what would our response be? Yeah, but we have information on tablets and uh, we can access it whenever we want and we can be constantly entertained. They would say, okay, <laughs> you think that's enlightened? Are we able to speak more intelligently on a wide range of topics? Look at our over-specialization in education nowadays. 
if someone even gets a basic education in your typical school, what they learn is not a wide range of human learning in various areas. They basically prep for a particular test and then when they get to college, they hyper-specialize in something without even getting a solid foundation in the liberal arts, without learning about Western civilization, without learning about philosophy, without learning anything about God, without learning anything about the foundations of our civilization. Do we really think we are more capable of rational discussion now than they were then? Don't you think we're a bit more emotional and irrational? So when you get down to it, our boast, when we condescendingly look at the past or at the so-called dark ages, our boast is we have technology, we have advances in medicine and in the other sciences, therefore we are more enlightened. But consider how empty that is. I think the answer to all the questions we just asked ourselves are pretty clear. We don't think more rationally. We're not wiser. We're not less barbaric. And any of the positive achievements that we do have, things that have really helped humanity, why do we assume that that's in spite of what happened in the past rather than because of or a development from? We can look at all of the technological and scientific advances we made and still say, yeah, but does that mean it is a net good for humanity? Don't we use a lot of these advancements to cause much greater suffering and death throughout the world? Aren't a lot of these technologies wielded by people with nefarious intentions who simply exploit us? So it's a pretty empty boast that we have, but we all assume, generally speaking, we all assume that we are better off than people were in the dark ages because of these particular advancements. I think most people nowadays, even your most learned person, would probably be stunned to silence if they tried to engage in a conversation about the world and about humanity and about philosophy with a moderately educated person in the past. Who would you rather be paired with uh, in a zombie apocalypse? A university professor of today or a farmer or hunter from the Middle Ages? That might seem like a silly question, but I think it gets to the heart of it. Who really is more enlightened? a more enlightened person. We might say we as a civilization, as an era in history, know more facts and have access to more information. But if you compare individuals, who really is in the dark? We ought to call our own era the dark ages because your typical individual does not have even a small sliver of the wisdom and information and learning that someone from the middle ages would have had Another and perhaps the main reason what, that people today consider that the Dark Ages is because it was supposedly characterized by a blind belief in silly religion. And of course, we consider that to be a false accusation. We believe the Catholic faith to be the true faith, that the worship and study of the one who created the universe and all the mysteries of nature, wonders of nature, is not irrational. It's the most rational thing you could do. But even setting that aside, do we really think that people today don't have irrational blind beliefs in certain institutions and people? Just take the recent creed of trust the science or other things like that. People today have way more irrational beliefs than people did back then. Today we believe that a boy is really a girl if he says he is, or a man is really a dog if he says he is. Is that enlightened? Even the most crude and unlearned person in the so-called Dark Ages would have laughed at some of the things we believe now. 
You even have a rise in explicitly religious belief in things that are much less worthy of our belief and much less rational, such as belief in the occult, New Age religion, Satanism, things like this. So to pretend that we have escaped the shackles of ignorance and that everyone is enlightened and free and happier uh, is obviously a myth if you look at it with clear eyes and a clear mind. Just like yesterday when we were talking about Pius XII and his legacy and a desire to discredit the church, the same thing is true with the Dark Ages moniker. Basically, it's because of those who either hate the Catholic Church in particular and see the Enlightenment as the fruit of the Protestant Reformation, or people who hate religion altogether and see the Enlightenment as the fruit of ridding ourselves of superstition. So the idea that the Dark Ages were Dark Ages would have been news to anyone during that time because no one called it that, no one thought it was that, and it was a, a much later imposition of a name and a tainting of a legacy. So far we've been on defense trying to debunk the narrative about the Dark Ages by comparing it to ours. But let's go on offense and show positively why it wasn't the Dark Ages. Let me quote from a scholar, a sociologist named Rodney Stark. He says, quote, Christianity created Western civilization. Had the followers of Jesus remained an obscure Jewish sect, most of you would not have learned to read and the rest of you would be reading from hand-copied scrolls. Without a theology committed to reason, progress, and moral equality, today the entire world would be about where non-European societies were in, say, 1800 a world with many astrologers and alchemists, but no scientists, a world of despots lacking universities, banks, factories, eyeglasses, chimneys, and pianos, a world where most infants do not live to the age of five and many women die in childbirth. The modern world arose only in Christian societies, not in Islam, not in Asia, not in a secular society, there having been none." End quote. So a lot of good points here, basically noting that Christianity was the only religion dedicated to reason and a rational exploration of its faith and a rational view of the world. Remember that we call Jesus the word, the logos. We believe that all things were made through the logos, through the reason, through the word. So we believe that all of nature can be understood and it is ordered. And by coming to know it, we come to know God, that there is no conflict between the truths of science, the truths of nature, and the truths of God. Father Stanley Yaki, who was a Benedictine priest and a physicist, a very learned man, he wrote the book The Savior of Science, which I highly recommend. He basically said that in other cultures that we consider very advanced in their time and in, in the sciences, like Greece and China and India and the early Muslim empire, he said that their science reached a stillbirth that mostly they were concerned with practical application and that's how they achieved much. They were able to see how certain things worked and they were able to go pretty far based on their desire for practical knowledge. But because they didn't see the world as imbued with order, that they didn't see it as the product of reason, the product of an intelligent creator, it didn't progress beyond that. They didn't expect to be able to discover consistent order in the way that Christian civilization did. There was little idea of hypothesis and prediction based on parent set orders in the laws of nature. Additionally, it was Christian theology that gave the world the idea of historical progress anyway. Many ancient views of the world were seeing history as cyclical. 
Whereas Christianity saw history moving toward a particular climax when Christ would come again. And so there were progresses to be made. There was improvement to be made in the world. That is individual improvement in holiness, but also coming to know God through the understanding of nature, which was the main impetus behind the, the huge explosion in progress in science. Why was it that it just so happened that formerly barbaric people in various parts of Europe just so happened to experience huge advances in science, in agriculture, in education, right when the monastic orders started springing up around them? Those monastic orders that, if you remember from the episodes on religion and science, were kind of the seedbeds of much learning throughout Europe. They preserved and copied not just scripture, but any text they could find, whether it's Christian or non-Christian, they tried to preserve all learning and then disseminate that learning uh, wherever they were. And so they were almost single-handedly responsible for massive advances in, in farming and in building, in medicine, etc. So it's precisely those people that dedicated themselves most to the life of faith and the life of prayer, that is the monks, who really were the main catalyst for the huge advancement of Western civilization, which is kind of funny because when people think about what the Dark Ages were, what the Middle Ages were in general, mostly inspired by Hollywood depictions, they usually picture like a dirty monk in a dark church, and that's what they think of as the Dark Ages, whereas the truth is precisely the opposite. It's right at those places, the monasteries, where Western civilization was really born. That's why St. Benedict is called the father of Europe and also the father of Western civilization because it's the Benedictine order founded by him that blossomed and flourished, created monasteries in the thousands, perhaps tens of thousands during that period of the so-called Dark Ages, the Trappists, the Cistercians, etc., that really brought culture and civilization to places that lacked it beforehand. So while we could go on and on about the various accomplishments and contributions of the church, I'll just again refer you to my episodes on that and also the books I mentioned already, especially How the Catholic Church Built Western Civilization by Thomas Woods and The Savior of Science by Father Stanley Yaki, J-A-K-I. Excellent resources to learn more about the true history of the Middle Ages. Thank you for listening to Catholic Daily Brief. Please become a member at patreon.com slash catholicdailybrief. Please share this podcast with your family members and friends. God bless.